Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Slightly different show today. We were live in the George Pub in Twickenham with our sponsors, Green King, building up to the Six Nations weekend and the boxing. Ideal place to watch. All sport. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's rocking in here on Sunday. Uh, but um, especially after the fight, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, but people might be tempted to go through. Yeah, that's what I would do. Go through. I would suggest that. Go to bed. Get up early. Watch the fight. Start drinking then. Go through till after the rugby. Fall asleep about six o'clock. <laughs> okay, nice. Ready for work one Monday morning. Yeah, brilliant. Drink responsibly. That's your weekend sorted. Uh, we were joined today by a friend of the show, comedian Dom Holland. He yes. popped in, didn't he? Dominic Holland. Two books, Spider-Man's Spider-Man's Dad. Spider-Man's Dad. You nearly said Superman as well. <laughs> Spider-Man's Dad. Um, also, Martin Kellner was here with a week of sport on TV. Yeah, always good. And do you know what? It's a shock to me this week. Oh, yeah. He actually spoke about sport on TV. Yeah, I know. It was, it was really unlike him. We might have to cut his money. And and um, Kieran Bracken was here, a yeah. World Cup winner for goodness sake. Uh, as we actually spoke some yeah, rugby. Please, my wife and he, wasn't here for that. And he had, he had some. Like him. He had, a, yeah, she was a yeah, fan, yeah, was she? A big fan, yeah. I wouldn't let okay, her come. She had a picture. I know she'd have had the lot arm round everything. <laughs> Would have been the end. <laughs> he was a- on eighteen happy years. Then we met each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kieran. So here, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon. Lovely to be here in Twickenham. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Anticipation building of the right. game. It's, it's a I mean, it's a little bit early for anticipation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But pushing through. We've seen a few Ireland fans, early, early arrivals, <laughs> yeah, yeah. walking along the high street. To be honest, yeah, you, you, could don't s- you could sit in here. Yeah. You could watch all the football that's on tomorrow. There are some brilliant games tomorrow. Yeah. Spurs, Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, Leicester, Man City. And then just stay here all night. Watch the fight in yeah. the early hours, and then just stay here till the afternoon, and went, then watch Please the rugby. Drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> That's your weekend all mapped out. That's clearly. It. That's it. You are. You love your rugby, though. Don't oh, we were talking about rugby, this yesterday? Yeah. A big rugby fan. Big rugby. Is this fan. a West Country thing? You think? Well, you I used to play as a kid. Yeah. Played for Newton Abbott All Whites. Oh, okay. As a, as a kid, I played for the town till I was under till I was about seventeen. What was your position, Charles? Prop. Oh, prop really? Forward, of course, Paul. Because I was a oh, prop. Okay. Lou said prop. At the time, could have been good. a hooker, couldn't he? Well, really, well, you never know. Um, uh, <laughs> fall on hard times, no, um, no. And uh, yeah, I played for the town, I played yeah. for school, 
and we were school champions and stuff. I absolutely loved playing. And then I got to about 18. I didn't grow. Everybody else grew. Yeah, I was going to say you. And I stopped playing. I, can't, I couldn't see the prop in you at also, this stage. I've got this face, Paul. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where's no. your... It's your passport, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I can't, you can't, you I can't, can't waste have, the face. You can't have the cauliflower ear and the old <laughs> busted nose, can you? That's, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. the problem. So did you ever play pool? I played a bit at school, yeah. Did and, you like um, it? I, yeah, I did enjoy it. We, they, they came quite late to our school. It was this, this sort of ragbag team that was put together from what was left of the football team. Yeah. And um, we had a couple of games. We beat the teachers once. That was our finest oh, hour. beautiful. Yeah, we had a couple of big lads. We had a very quick lad who was kind of the... I think he was one of the best runners. So he just gave him the ball as much as he could. That's how was, you used to win. He was win. an Olympic trial, so he was yeah. very quick. Prepubescent. That's yeah. how you used to win. You'd have one lad who looked yeah. like he was a welder by the time he was 13. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he would be, you'd get him the ball and he'd sprint. Yeah. Alex Basilevich was our guy. Oh, right. From high school, yeah. That my, my last, I mentioned it on air a little while ago, my last kind of uh, memorable game of rugby probably was a, a, a school cup match where we played against, remember Ron Pickering, the legendary athletics yes, uh, yeah, commentator? Yeah, yeah. His son Sean was a uh, was a I think he was a shot putter, possibly okay. a hammer thrower, yeah, or possibly a discus thrower. But it was one of them. Threw, he was, was a big throwing lad. something. He threw something, <laughs> and he was a big lad, and he represented Great Britain. And this was him at about sixteen. Yeah. And I remember distinctly, kind of hanging off him like a maypole. There's about four of us <laughs> yeah. as he just swung us around, striding he through. Like swung, just yeah. And we, get off yeah. Me. And I thought, no, this yeah, like, the Gulliver's, like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, it was a bit <laughs> trying to bring him down. They're getting bigger and better than me. This is probably. Uh, and I was playing in a band at the time, and I was, I, I dislocated a finger. I thought, I can't be doing both. A bit like you, my fingers, your face, Charlie. Exactly. We were lost. You, we were lost to rugby. <laughs> you can't lost to rugby. Uh, and West Country rugby now is huge because of Exeter. Did cheese. you play with any? Boys that kind of did any boys? Uh, Newton Abbott, who were the kind of well, names we that went on? Guy, we had one guy who was very, very good and captain of Devon, and then he, he did his neck. Oh, well, his neck really? went, so that put us all off playing for a while. Right. One boy had a, a bit of his anatomy stood on. Really? And he, and he Is it his up, toe? He ended up with just one of them. Let's just really? say that, yes. That's the sort of thing that goes on in, <laughs> in rugby. That's beautifully. I mean, yes. honestly, we all understood we that. We all knew what I said, and, and yet I kept you said it clean. absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah, I did you the, really? The squeal. Is it as still a... in the Albert Hall? Is that what you're, <laughs> that what you're suggesting? <laughs> Maybe that's where yeah. they keep. Like, yeah. Yeah, done, they keep obviously. it. Yeah, they yeah. keep so, more. Uh, But yeah, so I, I, I like my rugby, and I like going to it live and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Because also, you get you can have a beer as well. So it's nice to be yeah, in a green that is, pub. That is, that is quite a joy, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. The, the, the sadly, the at the stands. top end of football, that we can't do anymore. You but can't uh, do it, it is a joy to go along. Yeah. Rugby League, Rugby Union. I've got a friend who's a big Northampton Saints fan, yeah. and we go there quite a lot to see them. And that's that's a, it's top level, you know. And Exeter, my dad loves Exeter Chiefs, so uh, right. So uh, we go down there now and again. And but the, yeah. And the, did you ever box, Charlie? I'm just trying. This is like this getting to know you. No, uh, uh, I never boxed. boxed. I, found, I think I'd have been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never boxed. No, I've got very small hands, Paul. Have you really? Does What's that matter, that small hands? No, no, there's been some They're great gloves, boxers with uh, small hands. Not that I can think of any. If you know someone with um, small hands and... Uh, <laughs> and you what, are you looking for another matchup? And you ever want to buy him a present? Yeah. Don't treat him with kid gloves. There we are. <laughs> come on. There we are. We'll come, come in on. again. He's here all week. <laughs> yeah, well, he has been. Actually, I and you're all yeah. next week and as well, aren't week, you? Yeah, it's yeah, a shame. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it gets better than that. I love it. It's interesting. We were chatting earlier on, Charlie. You're, you're gigging this weekend up in uh, Yorkshire. I am, yeah. And you're trying to work, as you often do, you're trying to, you often take in a game, don't you? Get up early for your gigs that yeah. evening. Well, I might, I'll be on the game day warm up tomorrow morning with yeah. Max. And then you're in the car, straight in the car. Straight in the car, off to Leeds and Harrogate. Yeah. So I'm just sort of thinking, on the way up, where can I go? Forest. We forest a possibility. Forest, forest QPR. Maybe we can ask the listeners today. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the tickets way Tickets gettable for Forest. Who Forest got tomorrow? 
QPR. I need okay. to be within about an hour and a half of, of Leeds. Yeah. You know, you okay. Know. So, well, uh, you've got Barnsley at home. We do. They've got Borough. That, that well, wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be a, a bad one. Yeah, you Harrogate are at home, aren't they? Yeah, but that's further north than Leeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so yeah, it's fair going past it. So you want to be able to get there quite handy. Yeah. So if you can tell Charlie of a game also, of football, I'm happy with lower league. I'm happy. You know, oh, yeah. I, you know I love the National League. Well, you're a Torquay fan, yeah. Huge yeah. National League fan. I do a podcast called The National Obsession about the, about oh, the National League. And... I love the Nationals. I'm happy with that. I wonder, I wonder if Solihull Moors are at home tomorrow. I don't know what Solly, I will have a look at that. Anyway, um, you want to be within park. about an hour and a bit so you can get, hour and a bit get not get stuck in traffic. Exactly, yeah. An hour and a bit. So the Forest game finishes QPR quarter is, five. Is winning at the moment. You want to be in Leeds by, what, seven o'clock at the latest. Yeah, is that right? Last time I went to, with, to Nottingham Forest, I went with Matt Ford. Do you know the Yeah, of course. Yeah, Matt yeah, Ford, yeah, yeah. Lovely bloke. He's like a big name around the Forest Pool. Really? Oh, you go around there, everyone's Ooh. shaking his hand. and wow. Really? It's like being in a Green King pub with you. <laughs> everyone's in here <laughs> slapping Honestly. you on the back. Yeah, it is quite the atmosphere at the moment. It's so really we'll tell you a bit more about that uh, exactly. later on. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Martin Kellner, when he's not a pro footballer, uh, watches yeah. uh, sport on TV for us uh, here. And um, Martin, good to see you again. Good to see you too. Yeah, been a long time. It has been. It feels like minutes and you've been um, and you've been watching TV yes you? I have been watching TV just before I get on to that mm. uh, Motti was talking about his little tribute tomorrow to uh, Jimmy Greaves yeah. on his 80th birthday um, just a YouTube clip which is you know if you if you're interested in the history of Jimmy Greaves yeah the famous interview did with Ian Waldridge you know veteran sports reporter used oh, yeah. the Daily Mail and everything yeah. Fan, you will never ever see an interview with a footballer exactly like that one I mean he's interviewed uh, he's interviewed about the fact that he didn't play in the World Cup final, the yeah. greatest moment for English football, and we all know about his fantastic record with it, with England and everything. Missed that match. Ian Waldridge asked him, how do you feel? How did you feel in your soul? Ooh. How did you feel in your soul? And it was just the most fantastic interview. It's only about, it's like about four or five minutes and it's mm. on YouTube. So okay. just to direct people, look up Jimmy Greaves, Ian Waldridge. It's a famous interview. It was on years ago, but really well worth watching. If you want to know about Jimmy Greaves, and you know what they said because at the time the 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 narrative was that because he never played in that final he was so disappointed not playing the final he slipped into alcoholism and went yeah. into a decline and all that but he was actually the english league's leading scorer the season after the world yeah. cup in the i mean uh, as the, the documentary film. tells you it it was it was a sort of tragic death of his son wasn't it that, yeah. that i think it was, affected him very badly and was, was part of the issues yeah, that he had later on. Absolutely. Uh, now, as far as the uh, TV goes this week, uh, one Council TV, that's on ITV, oh, yeah. and one for the... Uh, Cognos- well, Council TV has stepped up for you this week, hasn't it? It has. The, I mean, it's been a, I was away last week, but I watched the two uh, episodes of the Tyson Fury documentary, yeah. uh, The Gypsy King. Brilliant programme. Brilliant program. One of the most remarkable things about the program was that because um, he lives in Morecambe, yeah, and he says he says about Morecambe, true beauty. Now I've been to Morecambe. <laughs> I've been to Morecambe. It's very much like. There's a lot of seaside places yeah. that have got great um, natural advantages, like Scarborough's another one, yeah. Hastings. Great natural advantages, but they've slipped into a, a terminal decline. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Morecambe... I think we've got the mayor of Hastings on line four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morecambe is a prime example. And obviously the TV crew picked up on this, because when he says Morecambe, true beauty, mm. I'll never leave here. They had a shot of a back street and a rubbish dump and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and a shot with 
with the boarded up windows and yeah. crack and all that, which I thought was a little bit harsh. But um, he's a character. Tyson Fury, you could not make a dull program about no. uh, Tyson Fury, you know, and this was, this is what, I mean, we've seen, he's what, if he was a woman, you'd describe him as a yo-yo dieter. Right. Um, because, <laughs> you know, we saw shots of him when he was 29 stone and, yeah. then to, uh, and then today going out running. And obviously, the you know, the resurrection in the last fight was just such a, a phenomenal moment. And uh, I'm just waiting for him to, to win against Deontay Wilder mm. and become Sports Personality of the Year because it's a live show. Uh, and yeah. There's nothing I'd like to see more <laughs> yeah. than... Um, Gary Lineker called a dosser. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> with, uh, could happen. It could happen. Yeah. And, it, of course, if he does win, he will be Sports Personality of the Year because he's actually, unlike most people who win that award, he is a personality yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic personality so um, I really enjoyed that show recommend it and the, the oh, third one's next entirely. week and you would the imagine they'll be shooting some stuff um, this almost week almost certainly oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah they'll have Fair access to that. all the stuff after that um, but the names of his uh, children I quite liked as well yeah. Venezuela Fury Prince Adonis Amazali of Fury. Did yeah. you know that? No, I didn't, He's no. got five kids. Yeah. I, I ran out. I was, I was writing down these names, and I just ran out. It's a bit out. like George Foreman. All these all kids all called, are called George. George. Well, yeah, that's yeah. quite easy, isn't it? But yeah. the, you know, Prince Adonis Amazali of Fury. Put that down. Don't play with it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not as easy, is it, when you've no, got all those names? Right. Yeah. Uh, and also... Uh, I mean, he's got this great gypsy caravan and all that. A yeah. lot of the gypsy history came into it, all quite tastefully done as well. As well, you know. So I, I enjoyed it. It was a great show. Okay. However, right. If you're into the, uh, um, oh yeah, just before I go on to the to the other show that I watched on uh, Amazon Prime mm-hmm. with particular attention, footballers out there listening, you get footballers listening, don't you? Yeah, 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 I think yeah, so. Yeah. Going yeah. back from training. It's camaraderie, not camaraderie. Okay. Every single football oh. you ever see, they're talking about the team spirit. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, Paul Robinson talking about the team spirit at Burnley. Right. You know, he was basically um, talk, talking about various issues. He was talking about Burnley. Yeah. And he says they've got, they've got a great camaraderie. Yeah. Oh. And I, I shouted at, They're working from the word comrade. Of course they are. May, yeah. Of course they, they are. I'm not saying they should, yeah. but they are. But well, I didn't, you know, come here for a lecture on communism <laughs> the, um, Chris, that's, Bob, that's Bob Mills's yeah, catchphrase Chris some people will know it yeah. yes uh, but, but yeah they, so they, they all say camaraderie yeah. uh, I'd just like to point out to the footballers listening Any footballers, next time say just camp- phone the yeah. PFA and leave an answer phone we'll message. get a few in for you next time I might yeah. do that yeah. um, Sol Bamba was talking about the um, this was on Football Centre which is one of those programmes on Sky Sports yeah. quite enjoyed but the other thing that I yeah he said he picked Leeds and West Brom to go up at the start of the season I'm not and I think that's unlikely. They would have picked Leeds and West Brom to go up at the very start of the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did, but I haven't got the energy to spool back through several no. hours. You can of say spa- what you like. Can't say you, what really? you like. I yeah. picked him at the start of the season as well. Yeah. It's um, like Sudoku, no one checks. Yeah, yeah precisely. Put what you like in. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, you're dead right. Yeah. Uh, now, the other show I watch on Amazon Prime, and yeah. I would absolutely recommend this to any Manchester United fan, right. was uh, Dennis Violet, a United man. Right. And the name cropped up because um, Harry Gregg obviously died this week. My yeah. daughter was doing a piece of Sky Sports, uh, Sky News, about uh, the death of Harry Gregg. Mm. And she texted me, how do you pronounce Dennis Violet? Yes. Because she thought it might be Violet okay. or Violette, because she doesn't know that in those days we didn't, didn't have, have any overseas, didn't have overseas players. Yeah. I thought it was just like the flower Violet. Yep. 
So um, I looked. I looked them on the internet. What, what there was about Dennis Violet. There was this program on Amazon Prime mm. made by his daughter Rachel oh. Violet. Because at the end of his, are you familiar, with Dennis? Yeah, Violet? of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at the end of his career, he went and played uh, in the States. Mm, yeah. And she became a, a filmmaker and uh, made a film about a dad, which was quite wow. unusual. But it was. Um, it's a great uh, history lesson about Manchester United. If you ever wonder what I mean, I've said before on this slot. Uh, you know, whatever you say about United, and even if you hate them, they are a special team. Yeah. You know, they have something special about United, and it goes back to the Busby Babes, even without the the air crash. Yeah. You know, and Dennis Violet was one of those really young players signed at 15, which was unusual. You know, Busby and Murphy had this, you know, had this uh, policy of signing very young players, mm. and that's why there were the Busby Babes and all that. But I was interested, and Dennis Violet, he got married at a very young age, about 18. But he lived as if he was single, they said in the uh, ah, documentary. Right. And I'm interested in the various um, euphemisms for... Um, I'm trying to think of saying it without a euphemism. <laughs> of uh, being very sexually interested in a lot of oh, um, yeah, women doing it, doing it. of the opposite sexual gender. Yeah. Um, and he was called at one stage a playboy, nice. another stage a man about town. Yeah. Then he was called a nocturnal animal, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> one. And he was <laughs> anything he to stop... To was he an owl? Like an yeah. owl, yeah. 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 Real head turner. Precisely. Yeah. Anything not to say, you know, you put it about a bit. <laughs> and then they uh, called him a, a ladies' man. Lothario, but he w- was that in yeah. there? No, Lothario wasn't in there, but okay. ladies' man, nocturnal animal, man about town, playboy. And he was almost like George Best before George oh, Best. Wow. Um, and it was, uh, and then he, he got married again, second wife in America, and uh, had the daughter Rachel, uh, who made this movie. Wow. Uh, I've, you know, it's fantastic. Uh, there's so much stuff. Watch it. Watch it. really, you know. I remember when he signed for Palmer. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's it. I remember the headline in the paper. That's it. That's good. And he was actually one of the guys. And he may not be here, but he's here in spirit. (laughs) Very much so. Very (laughs) much so. Um, And he was one of the guys that Harry, because I was watching this uh, the week of Harry Gregg's death. Yeah. um, He was one of the guys that was um, rescued by uh, Harry Gregg. He was sitting next to uh, Bobby Charlton on the plane. Um, But it's a fascinating story. I mean, and uh, he was a great goal scorer, but didn't play for England. Uh, we played, I think he had got about three caps yeah. for England. Uh, one of them was against Luxembourg. But um, so he wasn't. That does still count though, Martin. It does still <laughs> count. <laughs> I don't take it back. Oh, anybody can beat a bunch of disc jockeys. But anyway, he, he got this uh, a couple of caps. But Blackburn that was all. And a half. Yeah. And the reason he didn't get more. <laughs> the reason, very good. Yeah. The reason he didn't get more caps, uh, yeah. it was suggested by his daughter, that uh, was because he was this nocturnal animal. Oh, yeah. The, man uh, about town. Man about town. Town, Lothario, uh, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies, man. Brilliant, Martin. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, you're on tonight on Talk Radio. Yeah, if I can stay up till 1am. Uh, well, you've, mean, we're, you've got a halloum- bit of sustenance I've there. I've got you've a halloumi gone, sandwich. You've got a halloumi sandwich, chips and uh, side salad. Which is what Martin is well, you could into. call it a side salad. He's tucking we're, into, as they say, really the tabloid is. Indeed, they do. Yeah. they do. Uh, Martin, uh, 1 till 5, Talk Radio, early hours tomorrow morning. And, of course, mm. when the boxing's on, Mike, you've got to be on when the boxing's on. I am. That's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Saturday and Sunday and Sunday. Yeah, Saturday. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. well, hopefully Live we'll have a screen. Like, yeah. should probably Live point sport. people towards Talk Sport for that, though. Yes, oh, yeah, they'll, oh, yeah, they'll be true. doing it I'm more than we will. Well, if you want to see it through the eyes of Martin Kellner, it's an, it's an yeah. option. That's well, hopefully we'll get on the option. screen. Yeah, yeah. Why well, listen to it live when you've but got it is Martin describing week. it off the al- Yeah, it's an alternative view. Thank you, Martin. And I can put in a bit about Morecambe as well. You can. That's right. Annoy the mayor. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Very funny, man. Uh, long-term guest on the show. Been. Comedian. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> no, he ha- yeah, he has been a, long, has, he has has been been a long-term guest on, on the show. Dominic Holland, himself, Dominic hello, Holland joins us. Good to see you, Dom. Well, hello. Where is, uh, hello, Paul. Yeah. Where is Andy? Andy's uh, oh, on, he's, having a bit yeah. of, he's having a bit of a break. But, I mean, you and Charlie are veterans of the circuit. You must oh. know each other. Had veterans. I known. You had I known that Jacobs wasn't here. Yeah. Your paths cross on the Charlie Baker. Yes. We played golf, haven't we, Dom? That's how... That's how that's how comedy we are. Wow, very yeah. bad. We're very tarby. The tarby, <laughs> tarby and foresight. Well, yeah. you have the tarby physique. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> How's, uh, who's the best golfer out of the two of you? Dominic then? I was better, yes. Right. But Charlie's funnier. That's key. Oh, okay. okay. You got true. your own clubs, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you got, got your own clubs? He's got his own, own club. Clubs. He's from the West Country. Very cheap <laughs> land down there. <laughs> <laughs> what your boy? What'd you play off, Charlie? What'd you play off? What's your handicap? When I didn't have children. Yeah. Right, that's the kibosh. Um, yes, the kibosh. Yeah. They ruined it for you, I got down to about 11. Did wow. you? That's good. I'm off 15 yeah. now. Right. I can play lower. I love my golf. I've written a book yeah. about golf. I've written a novel yeah, about Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. It's for uh, anti Nola. I just republished it. It's for uh, it's for blood cancer. So if anyone wants to read a funny uh, golf novel, yeah. all the money goes to anti Nola. Remind us what it's called. It's called Open Links. Yep. And I love mm. writing it. And it's gone around the world. Lots of pros have read it. And uh, oh, I'm involved with the anti Nolan charity. Yeah. And I love my golf. So it's a lovely story, and as I say, every penny goes to Anthony Nolan. So we're going to try and put people on the register. So it's a good little. Oh, we were good. talking to Ad, uh, Adam Rowe the other day, who who signed up and and was a match yes. and saved the was life he? and has become friends. Well, there you go. And, and so when you see Adam on the circuit, you should. How exciting is that? Yeah. I think that's really you know these clever people in white coats do what they do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I love the idea that Open Links one day will. We don't know when or who, but it will match someone up and. A dad or a brother or a mum or, you know, get saved. It's good. Yeah, cool. It's fantastic. So, um, uh, what are you up to? Dominic's got another book coming out. No, no. Here no, we no that is no, the no, no, re- no. republish, isn't You've it? got me in to talk, talk about the rugby. We are you know I'm a, rugby. Big rug- I'm a big rugby And we're going to do a deep dive on Brentford in a minute. <laughs> do, you get to, do you get to uh, games much? You get to this is my stomping ground. I grew up around here. Right, okay. I grew okay. up in a house which was regularly urinated in. 
in, in, uh, yeah, during the during, oh yes, is that yes, what I happens? Ask you that. The, what during is the England like? games. What's it like? Basically, just walk in your garden, they just do. use it as a public. The amount of drink they consume. Yeah. You got to, you know, when, it, when the bladder is full. I thought they were all yeah. posh though. I thought they didn't well, do things. Like, I thought football posh people fans need to wee as well. They, they bring wet wipes. Right? They bring wet wipes. Wouldn't they have? A, wouldn't they have a bloke with a bucket? Wouldn't they have? A, <laughs> wouldn't they have a boy? Wouldn't they do something like that? Hey, hey. I live very close to the ground, and my dad, no longer with us, went to all the home games. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, I, I kind of grew up, I'm, I'm one of these rugby fans, I love the Six Nations, I get excited about the Six Nations, until it actually starts, and then I reminded myself that actually I'm not really sure exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're there, you like, you like the drinking, I just like the, I, the I love eating the in theater. the car park. Yeah. I love the theatre, yeah. I think it's an extraordinarily exciting game. Yeah. The best thing about rugby for me is that I'm not playing it. I watch mm, it yeah. and think, that is a game I know I would never have been able to play. I mean, Kieran Bracken's here later yeah. on. Yeah. Scrum half, not the biggest bloke in the world. These guys have got to be as brave you as lions. Yeah. You, pl- you never played at school? I did as a little lad, as a sort of seven and eight-year-old, mini yeah. rugby, mm. quickly realised that I was more of a golfer. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch uh, Harlequins then, if you're around Twitter? I, I do. I've been to the stoop. I've been to the stoop. I mean, you know, my rugby consumption is more the big test matches, the World Cup. Yeah. A little bit like cricket. I watch the Ashes. I watch yeah. the big series. If you said to me, Worcestershire are playing Kent, yeah. I would be like, really? Oh, OK. But <laughs> but the big international matches, yeah. I, mean, I think the Six Nations is really galvanising because it's the it's the whole country and Italy and France as well. And yeah. so it's, it's very, lots of uh, rivalries and it's exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah, it even, be... even though England lost the first game, uh, it's still looking forward to the match on Sunday. Should be yeah, a good I, game. And as, as a, my mum's Irish, so, you know, Either way, I'm winning. Right, so you could yeah. have played for Ireland as well. Could had I had I been braver, had any talent, and stronger, <laughs> you could have had a choice. So could Kieran? Kieran, could tell, Kieran us tell us about it. Tell us about it. Could have played for Kieran, yeah. but he chose to play for England. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's right. Cool. You'll tell us more about that later. You're republishing a book, Don. I am. Tell Charles. us about that. How's that? Thank you, Charles. Uh, yeah, no, my third novel was called A Man's Life, and it was mm. the first book that I published myself coming out of a publisher, and so it was a brilliant story, which didn't didn't really I wasn't able to give it. The, I didn't know what, how publishing was working at the time, so yeah. now I'm much more proficient at it. I've done six mm. books now. I've rewritten A Man's Life, and I'm going to republish it probably April. I'm going to call it The Fruit Bowl, which is what it was originally called. Then I sold it as a movie, and the producers who bought it as a movie changed it into A Man's Life. Okay. So it's the same story, but I've updated it. And it's really a, a, f- a great, I think it's probably the best story I've ever written as a novel. And it's, uh, I think it just, where it just, it's just worth revisiting because I'm mm. so proud of it and I yeah. like it a lot. So I've rewritten it. Spent about a couple of months rewriting it, and it's about ready to go. Got a jacket being made by a mate of mine, designed by a mate of mine. So the fruit bowl will be out in April. If only oh, you knew a movie star. Do you know what? If only you knew <laughs> someone who was in movies. <laughs> well, that, which is worth. I'm just saying. Martin Kellner's just tapped me. Yeah. He's just tapped me as he yeah. left this bloody pub in oh, this lovely pub. Yeah. Not this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with our good but friends at Green. About, I don't know how long ago it was. Ten, ten or so years ago, Dom was, was, a, re- yeah, was a regular visit in the studio. And yes. He came in. I said, "What are you up to, Dom?" He said, "Yes, busy." He said, uh, "He said Did my you? lad Tom. He said um, he's trying out for Billy Elliot. He said he's not stage score. It's not his background. He said he's going to give it a punt. He's, I think he's, he's got a chance." Then he came in next time and he said, "You know, he got Billy Elliot. So <laughs> that's terrific." 
Mary Spider-Man, for goodness sake. No, also, there's, no, there's the one him. of the saddest moments in cinema I've seen in the last right. four or five years. Just give me involved, my son. Is, yes, is in Avengers. When he died. In Avengers. But he didn't die, did he? he? But he didn't die, did he? But see, when we when died, goes, oh, spoiler alert. We've done gigs where we've died, but we haven't actually died. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've just done bad gigs. <laughs> He's so brilliant. He's so brilliant and truthful Thanks, in that Jack, scene. Yeah. You watching that as a dad, because it's a very father-son relationship you know with Iron Man, isn't he, it? He, he, he is uh, a beguiling young man. He's just come back from America. He's doing Onward, which comes yeah. out, I believe, next week, and there's a premiere on a Sunday in London. And he's on the red carpet, and uh, you, you can watch on YouTube and stuff, and they, they ask him questions. He doesn't know what's coming. And I, I'm beguiled by him, because he's so erudite and able to just talk on any subject, and he's... he's I'm very proud of him. I mean, yeah, people yeah. say, are you jealous yeah. of him? Yeah. And I think, well, you obviously don't know me because why would you be jealous of your son? No, of course. Yeah, he he came along to a do when he was still very young. We went and saw a film and you were there, Dom, and he, was, he came along with you. He was very quiet, he was very shy, he's yeah. a young guy, but then he's, you know, there he is on Graham he's, Norton. I think he's kind yes. of flourished, doesn't he, I suppose, through the job. And I've watched, I was at the Graham recordings. I know Graham from back in the day. Charlie knows Graham yeah. back in the day. And uh, it's a big show, right? It's a big, yeah. big mm, sofa, yeah, yeah. and millions of people watching. And uh, just to see it before the, it goes on, I think to myself, well, you should be a lot more nervous than you are. I, yeah. <laughs> why aren't you nervous? You're, I, I, I yeah. say to my wife, who's the dad? Because yeah. I, 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 I still get nervous doing gigs, yeah. doing the comedy store and stuff, as we do. Charlie, Charlie and I play. But he, ha he has this great um, ability to contain himself and uh, and and not allow not, not allow it to impinge on what he can do. Wow. So but when you see, Good for him. just on that note, when you see a sports star's mum and dad, just to bring it back to sport, right? Is do you do you understand how they're feeling when their sons or daughters running out to represent yeah. their country? Uh, you know what? It's interesting. Okay, I don't want to be too indulgent. When I watch the Brownlee boys doing their thing, mm, and yeah. I think that the fortitude and the mm. guts. And, and I often imagine, or, or, or Judy Murray watching those boys yeah. win the Davis Cup for, for Britain. Yeah. I, I, I ask myself, God, how is she feeling? Mm. And people ask me the same thing about me, which I think is incredibly flattering because I think I put sport above entertainment. I think sport is, is more um, real because it's so objective. Yeah. Because in, in comedy and in show business, it's very subjective. Whereas in, sp in sport, you know, if the guy gets takes less shots in goal for runs faster so um uh, so i don't i don't equate the two but yeah. people do ask me how i feel but when i see tom it, on screen i suppose it's different it's something that is similar so they both can be criticized you know you can hear your son or daughter criticizing sure. sport and someone might say didn't like tom's performance in that didn't like that film yeah you know so suddenly you know you yes that's something that you that's an experience you can have yes it makes you vulnerable i mean yeah. I, I am very protective and when tom is is in a film that's not as successful as a previous film mm. or if he's no if he gets bad notices which hasn't actually happened yet but yeah. i'm sure it will happen yeah. Where he'll be in a turkey as we're all gonna, as as they all are, yeah. you know. Yeah, that will be tough. But I guess you know, look, you got you have to understand those it's downsides. Spidey web, Dom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those downsides are, are way. Um, oh yeah, of course. Way outweighed by the upside. But if, Tom. if you ever want to turn one of your uh, books into a film and you need yes, a bit of talent well, attached to it. Do you know what? Just a thought. Just a thought. Why, why am I rewriting this book? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be 20 who'd you years see younger. Play, who'd you see playing the role? <laughs> well, funny you should oh, say well, that. do you know what? I Who's mean, attached? Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for coming down, Don. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Lovely to see you. see you, lads. Thank you um, very much. Enjoy the rugby. England going to win. I you think forward, the yeah, it'd be a tough game. The wind is there again. Yeah, Kieran yeah. will be a better person to ask because yeah. he is uh, obviously a great exponent, fantastic player. Yeah. World Cup final winner, so yeah, um, it'll absolutely. be better to ask him than me. Brilliant, Dom. Lovely to see you. Thanks, uh, you're nice still out gigging. You're, you're, you're gigging tonight. Off to, wait, off, off, off to Hertfordshire tonight. Oh, yeah. The dream. Have fun. A village hall gig. Ah, <laughs> lovely. Keep your hand in. Hope they both 
always enjoy it. And <laughs> all the books are on. I hope, the, I hope there's two there. <laughs> all the books are on Amazon, I take it. They are. To check them out. Find me yeah. on the website as well. Brilliant. Okay, Dominic Holland there. Thanks very much, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Welcome back to the George Pub in uh, Twickenham. We've had the uh, first sip, Paul, haven't we? It's we've had, yeah, just could be just, downhill just to, from now Just to on. take us home. Um, and uh, this will be rocking on Sunday. It's the big rugby uh, pub for oh, Green yeah. King in Twickenham. There's, I mean, there are plenty of pubs in Big Twickenham. screens everywhere as well. If you, yeah. if you haven't got a ticket for the game, want to come down and get the atmosphere. Well, joining us now, he'll be there on um, Sunday. More of that in a moment. Um, Kieran Bracken, former England scrum half. How are you doing, Kieran? Yeah, great to be here. I see you two have perked up. I thought it was me. It's actually the alcohol, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I thought it was we're just, it's we're you as well. Seat. We're, we're sip, sipping a small one now. <laughs> the um, you kind of got a foot in both camps because you you've got Irish uh, heritage, haven't I you? I do. Yeah, I was born in Ireland and uh, grew up there. About the age of four or five, came to Liverpool as you do, as everyone does. And um, when I was eighteen, there was a big question whether I go across to Ireland. And uh, I was playing for England schools, but for me, I always wanted to play for England. That yeah. was it. But yeah, foot in both camps. And it's interesting. You got Kevin Mags, who's that Irishman you heard earlier with the <laughs> yeah. With Kevin O'Mas country accent. So yeah, Kevin <laughs> O'Mas. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's get your thoughts on on Eddie's team then that was announced yeah. uh, earlier on this yeah. afternoon. Well, I mean, a, a few forced changes with with injuries, and Daly's gone to, to full back. Uh, Furlong, uh, Furbank's not quite right. Manu coming back, which would be great. Manu yeah. Tulagi in the centre, that'd be great. Get some go plus. forward, which is something they really missed. We're going to miss massively Vunny Polar, the two yeah. Vunny Polars at eight, and uh, prop Joe Marler coming in for Vunny Polar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Law's coming into the back row. They're sticking with Curry uh, at number eight. Um, the, I think the biggest. I suppose question is Jonathan Joseph is on, on the wing. Yeah. You know, he's a centre, naturally a centre. And this is Eddie Jones' blueprint all over. He just plays people out of position and the rest of us just can't understand why. So I think that's a bit, bit frustrating because I, I do feel that Eddie Jones had a free pass after the World Cup. Mm. He did say he was going to play the best rugby the world has ever seen. He had to eat his words a little bit. He said he was going to change the faces. He hasn't changed the faces. There's players playing really well like Alex Dombrandt who haven't had a chance. He had a great opportunity after this World Cup to refresh the team in different positions and he hasn't done that no. so these these are forced forced uh, changes you know it, it, it does look a more powerful side but he's up against that you know a very I suppose confident Irish side with, with two wins out yeah. of two you did say a couple of weeks ago we were talking about it on the show you called yeah. for Eddie to go, didn't he? Oh, I got missed it. Yeah. And even Eddie gave me a mention, didn't he? He did, yeah. I mean, on my podcast at Rucket. So I did that. And um, I, I think I was the first to come out, although I did notice that um, Andy Good did tweet. He put question mark, Eddie out, question mark. And a right. few people answered. I think I was the first one to stick my neck out. And I got a bit <laughs> of abuse for it. But then my favourite was not not only Eddie just saying, oh, it's nonsense or whatever, but was uh, Ellis Genge after the game referring to me as a sausage. That's it. He yeah. said, the sausage is coming out and saying whatever they like it was quite funny <laughs> and I'm a bit worried because this weekend I'm interviewing three players from the match squad in the stadium after the match right. and I'm just oh. thinking I'm going to bring some sausages just in case <laughs> bring, I bring your own walls but you know what I, I just kind of feel that um, yes it was great having the last two years of England not being successful going to the World Cup doing really well getting to the final and I'm disappointed because I feel that 
we are capable of winning a World Cup final. We're capable of getting to the final. We've won the under-20s three times in the last five or six years, OK? So, for me, getting to a World Cup final shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. We lost that final. He lost that another final in uh, 2003 against uh, uh, my team uh, in, in a, in, yeah. for Australia. Yeah. And I kind of feel sometimes you've just got to start again. I, I think there's some great coaches out there, um, English coaches, even, you know, Warren Gatland might want something to do after after the Lions I don't know but I kind of feel that um, over the over the period of his tenure he has been very staunch in his selection and he's played people out of position and we will never know whether England would have been better in that final if Cipriani was around no, we won't no. know we yeah. won't know if England would have uh, won the first game if Alex Dombrant was playing so Listen, it's you know I'm just an ex-player, you know, giving an opinion of what I think, and I kind of feel it's it's kind of stale, and I kind of feel it needs a change. But listen, I'm going to eat my words probably this weekend. I do have a good feeling that England okay, are going to win this game against Ireland. I think Ireland of of um, the first game. You know, against Scotland, probably should have, could have lost. They won it. They got through it. They played really well against Wales, and they're coming here, you know, to you know to Twickenham. A massive game for them. Grand Slam opportunity this year for them. New coach, new style of game that they're playing. And and Eddie Jones is a very canny coach. I have to give him that. And I think I think Ireland might go into this trap of trying to move the ball too much. I think England will say, "Great, we're going to kick it to you. We're going to give you the ball." You know, our back row are going to munch you every time and we're going to cause you problems. And England haven't played yet, have they, in this championship? The no, first two games, they played all, terribly they? against France. Reminded me, actually, the World Cup final was that bad. And then the next game against, you know, uh, the next game uh, against Scotland, they didn't play well until 70th minute. And yeah, it's pretty difficult to play game, play yes. well in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but listen, this is a cup final now for England, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it this is, this is um, everything for them. If they lose this game, well, you know, that, that's it for yeah. them for this championship and and the problem is now you know with the selection with the squad is it stale I don't know do we need to change Eddie's going on for, till 2021 the end of 2021 so when do you think just... they need to make a commitment to settle things because we talked to Andy Good about this and I think you are a like mind yeah. he says players aren't affected by this but I think you and Andy both feel that they are they have a very different mindset to the one that Eddie was describing in the press conference yesterday yeah I mean I think when you were a player who's consistent picked all the time with the back of your mind you're thinking please 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 don't go and I've had yeah. that in the past I've had many many coaches you're thinking I've got a good chance with this with this coach he rates me he likes me yeah. he trusts me yeah and I think there'll be quite a few in there who will feel like that but then there'll be others like you know someone like Danny Kerr who's played really well for his club not getting a chance you know overlooked completely even though he's starring uh, you know same with the, the number nine Dan Robson Ben Spencer will be thinking please please change so all the players you know feel slightly different about it and obviously they're going to be very supportive when they're in camp but you never know behind closed doors how they feel no. yeah uh, did um, Andy Farrell you crossed with Andy didn't yeah. you at Saracens when he first crossed codes he, yes and uh, your, your probably your last year was his first I would imagine that's right and and I think um, I think it was one of those sort of players who you'd really hoped it would work a bit like Sam Burgess and never quite worked I mean Jason Robinson was the rugby league convert who really really did work and the problem with with, with I felt with Andy was there's no necessarily like perfect position for him he was a great rugby player great brain you know great attitude and he was stuck in the centre and suddenly you know 
defensively you've got to understand where all these people yeah. are coming from it's very different mm. you know the rut the mall and everything's very different and it, he never naturally you know slotted into a perfect position perhaps if he had time in the back row it may have worked but he was at the end of his career so it was probably the wrong time yeah. at that time but I tell you what he was a he was a cracking bloke he was a nice guy he was very committed um, he was um, he was loyal to everyone around him so yeah great guy and I think I think Ireland are sort of benefiting from what he's sort of learnt in rugby league learnt in rugby union and even more importantly learnt under Stuart Lancaster in the coaching regime yeah, with yeah. England and I think he's you know he's I love the fact that he has got people in Bono to come in to talk to them Paul yeah. O'Connell to be with them for a week he's trying to get them to feel more Irish if that's possible mm. um, I always felt the Irish were very passionate about playing for their country uh, and, and Andy's sort of hoping to bring that in so he's got two from two it's great for him he's coming yeah. to Twickenham he'll, he'll love a one win, point game he? three point game well, do you know what? I've got a feeling, like I said earlier, I've got this sneaky feeling that Eddie Jones's super coaching will come out and they'll play a game. They've got six forwards on the bench. He knows it's going to be brutal up front. Mm. I think they're going to kick a lot and they're going to try and squeeze Ireland, force them to play, try and get some penalties, hopefully get some penalties at the scrum. I think England are going to win and I will eat my own words and my own sausages. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just remind us of your podcast again. Yeah, yeah. my podcast is at Rocket. Um, uh, underscore podcast having a bit of banter with Nick Easter and um, yeah follow us and listen to what I have to say it's great brilliant the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport there we are that was this afternoon show uh, we had a Clips of the Week special that'll be available as a podcast as well from wherever you got this one okay I'm not here next week Andy will be back the week after next I'll be back with him next week Max Rushton Charlie Baker but don't forget tomorrow morning game day warm up game be day warm up well. yeah on there as well with Max so brilliant okay fun. thank thanks you Charlie week, a lot of fun I enjoyed it as always thank you um, thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talks Sport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.